This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. Today is Wednesday, June 23rd. We are live on Twitch, YouTube, and finally, we're live on TikTok now. We just broke the 1,000 follower mark, so we're going to be starting to do all of our podcast episodes live on there as well. Uh, And Instagram is brand new as well, so make sure to check out all of our social medias. You can see the usernames right there at the bottom of the screen, at GTD Sports on most things, but then at GTDSports.com on TikTok. Make sure to follow our personal accounts at Ryan Bennell 8 and at Elijah Spans on Twitter. And I'm out of retirement fully now. Elijah, are you back at all with gambling? Well, because I went up 62 last week or two weeks ago, and then I went down 62 last week. And so I think that's a sign to just cool my jets until football season. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more whenever we talk about the Euro Cup and everything, but I've been having a fantastic week. I'm on Euro alone. I'm 14 and four up like 450 bucks. Yeah, that's you, you're it's, it's ridiculous you're right now. I don't. Yeah, I I put it. I put four units on a parlay and it hit. So that was risky, but it was worth no it. No way. Yeah. Good yeah, for it you. It was worth it. Yeah. Anyway, I am so happy for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, last but not least, uh, make sure to subscribe to the GTD Sports newsletter on our website. It's over there at the bottom of the page. Just enter your information. You can get email notifications for every episode and things like that. All right. How are we doing, Elijah? Let's let's talk a little bit before we go into it. Yeah, highlights of the week. Um, I've been going to the gym a lot. And yesterday when I was doing deadlifts, uh, I farted really loud. Oh, um, yeah. Was it in public? Like, yeah, no, it was it's a public gym. Wow. So everybody heard that. Yeah. Did uh, people look? It would have been I don't it would have been loud enough to where because I heard it through my headphones. I listened to the music loud. Nobody was directly near me, but there it's it's not a very big gym. Also, um it was stinky. So So people do. I think so. Yeah, but I just, I just played it off like I kind of because I picked it up. I was doing a big weight. I started doing this new all summer. I've been working out and then I started doing this really intense uh, setup. And I, I was doing like 225 on deadlifts, which is near my max. Not that, you know, not that impressive, but it was a lot for me. And I picked it up and fucking just like that. Like I like stuff. I was like, oh, <laughs> and, and uh yeah, so it was really it was a little embarrassing. But, Dude, um, I haven't I haven't experienced any like public gym struggles in so long just because I'm a lazy sack of shit. But you know, I need to get back into it. I just feel like every time I exercise, I always find that my like favorite or my preferred form is always cardio, like swimming, running, something of that sort, like you know, playing soccer or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. I can just never get into lifting for some reason. I, I- want to want to though. I like lifting. It's I like deadlifts a lot. It's just um, I just feel good afterwards. Like that, so, like having my legs be sore the next day for some reason. I really like that feeling. I don't know. Yeah, I like it, but I also don't like it. I don't mean the same thing happens. Like you know, considering I don't really work out that much. Whenever I go running, my legs do get sore. So like, see when I when I go running, bro. When I go running, I'll be like, 
for like the first like two minutes, I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Like, why don't I run more? And then after that, I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like, this is why I don't run. I remember now. You know what yeah, I mean? but you know, what's the term? It's literally, I guess it's just runner's called high. runner's high. Yeah, yeah, like runner's high. Whenever you're just going and then you just can't stop. I definitely get runner's high sometimes. Like whenever yeah. I run, it's very, you know, not very frequent, but it happens like it did back in school and everything. Yeah, I just wish. Well, it's also balls hot, so you know you gotta go. You gotta wake up at the ass crack of dawn or at the end of the day. So. Yeah, exactly. Especially in Texas. What about you? How you been? Ah, I've I've been chilling. I've been kind of just working on a lot of uh, stuff for like the website and everything. Like kind of grinding the social media. I think I don't want to. Let's check actually right now because we just hit my goal was to hit a thousand on TikTok before the end of the month and five hundred on Twitter, and we are at. 496 on twitter so we're nice. very close to hitting the milestones but and then also uh i'm trying to do a lot of stuff with the instagram i've been talking to alex like alex has more of a plan but it definitely seems like the plan if, if y'all don't know who alex is alex is one of our writers for gtdsports.com she does all of our hockey content really good stuff uh, she's been on one of our podcasts before too but i was talking with alex and she gave me like this whole Instagram plan, right? I sent that to you. Um, but I've been trying to figure out how to incorporate really like, you know, the laid back, uh, you know, bar talk kind of vibes like we have mm-hmm. and like combining it with routine, like journalistic elements, like sports news as well as sports bullshit commentary kind of thing. Yeah, because we do, we do a little bit of both, like, I think that's what, yeah, I've like kind of decided because I've been thinking of like, there's really no like branding necessarily, you know, like how Barstool has by the common man for the common man or whatever. Like, I think I want to do something like, I don't know, just like something like a perfect mixture of bullshit commentary and rudimentary facts or something like. Yeah, because like me and you will both have articles where like, we'll take it seriously and we'll make predictions and stuff. And we'll also have those articles where it's, you know, basically a meme, you know? Yeah. Like fucking Jared Porter sending dick pics and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. like, I don't good know. Content, though. Good content though. Good. It's all good content, but yeah. like, so I don't know. It's, a, it's trying to find the, the balance of when to hit it both in terms of like distributing it out on social media. That's probably been the hard part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead and get into the actual, the bread and butter of the episode. Yes, sir. You would say. you rather? Yeah. Would you rather? We start it most episodes out like this, but I'm going to let you go first because I feel shameful about my question. It's not very good. I don't know. I I, I felt damp we this have, week. We all have down weeks. It happens. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't um, think of anything creative. So would you rather be the type of person whose favorite team that year is whoever is the best um, or – be that guy who wears basketball jerseys without an undershirt to games. Okay, so I need more context on the first one. Like the first one, just being a fan of whoever's the best team that year. Yeah, like when somebody asks you, who's your favorite football team? You answer the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And last year when somebody asked you that question, you would have said the Kansas City Chiefs. I knew, I know people like that. So it changes every year. It you're, literally okay. changes like every two years. I, I get what you're talking about now. A fit, like – like, you know, there's fair weather fans, like the worst type of fair. That's just bandwagon, fans. like true bandwagon. True bandwagons that don't yeah. like mercenaries. That's see, that's tough. I don't know because I would never want to be the guy with no shirt underneath the jersey. That's fucking disgusting. 
Like that's yeah, greasy. Like, that's greasy, honestly. And that's wearing like, like yeah. jeans with it. Oh, oh. <laughs> dude. Oh, I don't. I don't know. That's the kind of people that would like buy pizza from a gas station. You know what I mean? Like those kind of people. Or just like really huge douchebags with chains and like, I don't know. <laughs> they like think the they're back, ripped. Yeah, the, no, I know what you mean. The ripped ones. There's very the backwards there's snapback. Like yeah, the flat bill snapback too. Like not like a normal hat. Like a flat bill. There's definitely two like two sides of it. I bet there's like you know the type that think they're all that you know like like we're talking about the jacked guys with the chains and all that. And then there's like the hillbillies with the super beat up jeans, boots, and just a loose ass jersey. With some side boobs showing, you know? Yeah. Well, I don't want to be either of those guys, to be honest. No, me, me neither. I think, honestly, I'd rather be the bandwagon fan. Because then, at least if you're the bandwagon fan, you, you have something to talk shit about, you know? You can be like, oh, well, fuck you. We're best, you know? Yeah. It's tough, because both are scumbags. Yeah. Like, I, don't even like, I don't even like dudes who wear basketball jerseys to parties. Like, when my friends do it, I'm like, are you serious right now? Yeah, unless it's a jersey party, I'm not wearing it. That's all the I see. I don't even wear basketball jerseys to to jersey darties or whatever it is. I think it's dumb. No, I don't wear basketball jerseys. I usually go with uh, hockey or baseball. Yeah, I have a have my Miles Austin jersey, Cowboys Miles Austin. That's what I roll with. But Mm. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't want to be either of those guys. I think. Yeah, I may go with a Bengals jersey too. I think they're both so gross. It's disgusting, yeah. You know, I, I just don't because especially if you don't have an undershirt too. What if you're sweating? Like, what if it's hot and you just got sweaty pits out in the open? As much as I hate to say this, and I don't even own a basketball jersey because of this, I think I'm going to be the basketball jersey guy because at least I'll have loyalty. Yeah, that's true. It is that it. See, yeah, the thing with the bandwagon is more like a, a characteristic. It's like a bad characteristic to have. Yeah, just in life in general. Well. If you're the if you're the basketball jersey guy, you lack self awareness. So yeah. that's a that's a characteristic that I don't want to have. Yeah, I it's don't, tough I don't, either way. It's tough I, either I'm way. I'm going. I'm going with the the bandwagoner. All right. What you got for me? Oh yeah. All righty. All right. Would you rather? This is inspired because you know NBA draft lottery was last night. Pistons got the number one pick. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but. Would you rather be drafted into the Pistons or Lions organization? I know it's different sports, but these are two of the worst-run organizations in the entire country. It's bad. Who would you rather play for if you had to? So, yeah, Detroit, not the greatest city in America. Um, Probably not. I think I'm going to have to go with the Lions solely because Dan Campbell's the head coach, and I love that guy. So... That's that's solely on that because he's he's dope. Yeah, I would go with the Lions too, just because uh, I, I don't know. It seems like they're at least trying to get better, you know, with their offseason moves and everything. Yeah, well, like Pistons, I would just hope. The only reason why I picked the Pistons is because I would have a sooner chance of being traded. That, that's you true. Know? Well, I mean, the Pistons really like. I don't want to say trust the process, but like. They're a team that's been down and out for a while. They're a poverty franchise. They are. They're a poverty franchise. They got ri- they got some stuff for Blake Griffin. I forgot exactly what it was, but they got a decent chunk of change for Blake Griffin. Uh, last year, their draft pick, Killian Hayes, he's good. He's an international player, but he was injured all year. Like literally within the first few weeks of the season, he was out for the year. And 
I think Killian Hayes can be good. And I mean, now they have the number one pick. So we'll, we'll wait to, we'll hold off to talk about the number one pick though, when we go into the lottery stuff, because I don't know if Cade Cunningham is really number one material. Right. Um, so playoffs have been great. Um, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to call us out mostly you for a second, because last week, all of, um, mainly your predictions, I just kind of agreed with you, but they were your predictions were like a hundred percent wrong. You were wrong about, um, cause I asked, did the Hawks have a chance? You said, absolutely not. And I said, sure. And then <laughs> Hawks won. Uh, in seven. Yeah. And then yeah. I asked you, um, about the jazz series and you said, jazz got it all the way. Dude, they I thought laughed. it was, I thought without Kawhi, there was no way, but then Terrence Mann just whipped out his dick and clobbered him. And then, and then you're wrong about the Nets, even just having KD. Okay. The next one, I thought, dude, I thought that was a lock, bro. I thought there was absolutely no shot. The Nets were going to lose, but spin zone, our initial prediction on the Nets way back on like the second or third episode of this podcast, we were right that they weren't going to make it to the conference finals. I remember saying that. I remember that saying is true. they're not yeah. going to make it to the conference. And so we were right, maybe because of injuries, but we were right. So And the ki- we were concerned about the chemistry and everything. Yeah. Um, can't have chemistry when you're not on the, when you're not on the court. So. Well, yeah, that, and I just feel like in general having like three superstars together. Like I remember whenever it first came together, that's what we were worried about. Well, but see, the way the, they played in the beginning of the playoffs scared me. The one thing that that kind of got to me thinking about, you know, how they had this early exit out of the playoffs and super teams like that is that they sacrificed so much depth to go ahead and get that third superstar in James Harden. Yeah. Um, do you think that maybe if they would have just rode it out with KD and Kyrie and having the depth that they had with like Spencer Dinwiddie and Jared Allen, they would have been okay and they would have they would still be in the playoffs right now? What do you what do you think about that? I think it honestly they, they would have made it to the same spot. You know, I, I don't know if they would have I don't think they would have made the conference finals. You don't think way. they would have beaten the Beating the Bucks? No, I think honestly they had a better chance with the lineup they do have right now. I don't know. Well, I mean, if the guys can't be, I mean, availability is the best. Yeah, you're right. You're so, right. And I mean, Dinwiddie, like you know, Dinwiddie stepped in whenever Kyrie couldn't play. Yeah, I mean, and like Dinwiddie when, was balling out. Obviously, you'd rather have James Harden than those two guys, but you know, when it comes to injuries, like to Kyrie, you know, those guys can step up because, like, literally those last few games it was just kd and james harden on one leg and like yeah james harden really just played like he didn't do anything i mean he was hurt and so you can't really you can't really fault him for it but it's kind of like you know maybe if they didn't make that trade um they'd still be in it right now and that's that's kind of something you have to wonder and you have to wonder um taking that into account when you make when you go for these big three superstar super teams yeah, I I think you know you're right. That's something you have to take into account. But I think the Bucks or not the Bucks, my bad. The Nets, the Nets' ideology behind all this was like they're chasing a ring. They want a ring in the next few years. They didn't care what it took to get it. You know, they gave up their, you know, like we said, Jared Allen, Dinwiddie. They gave up the depth and got superstars in return. And I think that's just kind of a sacrifice they were willing to make in order to chase the rings. Yeah, and I mean, like, fuck it. I mean, like, 
I can't really criticize him for that, but I don't know. I mean, time will tell. They'll probably get a ring. I mean, because James Harden's still going to be under contract, right? All three guys. Mm-hmm. They should. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they won it next year. I really wouldn't either, unfortunately. But I also wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers won it next year. You know, next year may end up being what this year was supposed to be. I've heard a lot of NBA players, especially LeBron. LeBron was very vocal about this. He said that this season should be the asterisk season, not last year. Because you know how, like, COVID, everybody was saying this doesn't count. I Yeah, I know it's a stretch, but you know. It's a 72-game season. It, the games were condensed. They weren't used to playing that frequently, traveling that much. I mean, I know it's only a 10-game difference, but it's still a difference nonetheless. I mean, more players were getting hurt. A lot of players got injured this year. I don't know. Well, fuck me in the ass and call me Betty Crocker. Like, <laughs> what do you mean that this is the asterisk year? Like, yeah, I mean, like, it still has that effect. But, like, LeBron, you're just saying that because you didn't make it to the finals. But I mean, See, like, I don't know what the timeline was. I don't know when he said it exactly. So maybe I don't know if he said it when they got eliminated. Maybe or not. he said. I mean, like, yeah, he was off short rest when the season came in. But I don't know. That's just stupid. Don't say that. Um, he's just saying that because he won the championship last year. Like that's just LeBron being LeBron and trying to protect his greatness because he is about legacy. Um, yeah, I, I but, think he has a point though. Kind of what I was thinking, though, about, you know, the teams that we have left, it feels kind of empty. Does it not? Does it feel weird? It feels weird, be, like, in the sense that there's not as many blockbuster names as there normally is. I, I What is the stat? I think it was any team that wins the championship this year, it'll be their first since the NBA merger. No way. Really? I, it was something like that. That would... I, for, I, I don't want to. I guess that's true. Game. Yeah, yeah. Because these are all because the Suns never won it. They never won with Barkley or Steve Nash. Um, the Clippers have been a poverty franchise. Until, the Clippers. This is their first time making the conference finals. Yeah. yeah. Um, didn't Milwaukee win one with Kareem, or did Kareem have to go to LA to get his? I think Kareem won it in LA. I think no, he won it in LA for sure. But I'm saying, didn't he? Didn't he win one with Milwaukee? I don't know. I, I don't remember. Okay. I can't. I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not a statistician. The and Suns the, haven't done shit in a while. No, nah, Suns. Suns have been an unfortunate franchise. But I fucking. I love them. They're my favorite team left right now. The Suns, dude. I. Yeah. I want the Suns to win. I, I, I'm really rooting for them. Like I was. I was watching the fourth quarter of last night's game, and I didn't have money on it, and I'm. I was like actively rooting for the Suns. I mean, I want to. I want to see him win. You know, even though they're a two seed, they they really are an underdog. I mean, they had to play the Lakers first round. Now they're yeah. playing the Clippers, like the two most talked about teams out of the West, probably. Even they've though they've been like the one so overlooked too at the same time, but they've just been a wagon. They just keep winning, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Did you watch Game Seven last night? Of or not Game Seven? Fucking Game, game two. two. I don't know why I said Game Seven. Game yeah. Two. Yeah. Dude, yeah, oh I watched the fourth God. quarter. Those that thirty-three real-time minutes for two minutes—that really, like, that was a badass game. But that ruined it for me. Like, if that was a regular season game, I would have turned it off. I didn't even notice that, honestly. Really? I was kind of, I was oh kind of busy though while I watched, but I was okay. like glued to the TV during the last, like, you know, obviously the last couple of possessions. 
And bro, that that play, <laughs> the buzzer beater play, the inbounds, dude. Tyron Lou, like we could talk about Ivan Zubac, you know, because he got his ass dunked on by Aiton. But oh my god, Tyron Lou, that's embarrassing. As a coach, the that you know the Suns had one option, one option, inbound it, tap it in. That's all they could do, right? Well. There's I mean, how like are you not going to draw something up, you know, coach the defense up a little bit? I know there's 0.9 seconds, but, like, if there's 0.9 seconds, he would have to, like, whoo, like catch it and just, like, let it go. It wouldn't really be time for a catch, fade, like, a full shot, you know? I guess it's – well, I mean, Dame did it with 0.4. Yeah, Dame's – I mean, yeah, Dame is Dame, though. That's a little bit different. I don't know, but – Book could probably do it with 0.4. Book maybe, but it wouldn't be a good shot attempt. Yeah, you know? but it's still. I mean, yeah. like so, point nine seconds. That's still you could still maybe go for a three or maybe even like a mid range. So there's still, but but the obvious play was to go for that inbounds alley oop. And so Tyloo, like, how are you going to do that? But also, props to Monty. Oh, oh yeah, dude, and props to Jay Crowder, bro. What a pass! That was perfect placement. And honestly, the real winners of that play is the Suns front office for picking DeAndre Ayton. I think they've finally like he has blossomed this year. Yeah, these it this really playoffs has because like I think Luca's just been so good that they're saying that you know maybe the Suns should have taken Luca. But well, I mean, yeah, I would have taken Luca over Ayton no matter what. But now, well, I mean, if they win a championship, I would say otherwise. Honestly. Nah, dude, I'm still, st- I would still take Luca, bro. I mean, I don't, you're right. Championships matters, but like they would probably win more championships if they had Luca, Luca and book. Yeah. But they would need a big man of some sort. Who's yeah. Who's to say? Yeah. They would need some kind of big man. I don't know. I mean, I really think the Suns, with the roster they have, they're, they're really young. Like their, their stars are young, especially. So like they could really build a dynasty from this if they, you know, play their cards right in the draft, make a few good off-season moves. Like, like you know, picking up Jay Crowder last off-season, that was an excellent move. Look at how he's turned out for them already. He's done great. So I really, you know, they got Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Michael Bridges is really young too. They can build around that for years. Yeah, they, they've got a homegrown big three right there cooking up right now. Um, yeah. So if, if those guys stick around and they have that core and they continue to – on their trajectory right now, then yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, which is weird. It's so weird to think of the Suns as a dynasty team. So bad for so long. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the Warriors too, you know, go back to their Navy and Orange days before they rebranded, you know, to the city and all that fancy new modern stuff. They were garbage. They were hot garbage. I don't ever remember them being relevant. Steph couldn't stay, you know, he couldn't stay active. He was staying hurt all the time, and then as soon as he got out of his injury stuff, all of a sudden they were – and then they hired Steve Kerr. I mean, that's kind of how it went. I mean, the Suns a little bit of the same way, that they're doing it the right way. Yeah, I mean, they for sure are, yeah. I mean, even the Sixers, they're not a dynasty yet whatsoever, but, I mean, trust the, they started trust the process, you know, a while ago Sixers back with here. Markel Fultz and all that. I mean, obviously Markel Fultz didn't work out, but the process worked out. Yeah, um, Ben Simmons was uh, not great in this last playoff series, though. I will say that. So maybe the process did a little um, 
Maybe you shouldn't have trusted as much. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. If we're gonna talk about Ben Simmons, let's talk about Ben Simmons. I have a lot to say about Ben Simmons. Yeah, go for it. We, you guys should, if you're listening, y'all should check out our TikTok. I made a few videos roasting Ben Simmons just because, I mean, why not? You know. So first off, I just want to say there's absolutely no excuse that the 76ers lost to the Hawks. I get it. I get it. The Hawks are overperforming. They're breaking their ceiling. They're doing better than everybody expected to them to. Trey Young is playing out of his mind. Good for them, right? I don't have anything against the Hawks. But as a one seed, though, there's really no excuse for the way they played. It's not, it's not even like the Hawks, you know, killed them. It was a game every time, and the Sixers just kind of choked it, you know. And like even in game seven, Trey Young at one point was what, I think two for 16 from the field. And granted, he still played a good game. He just didn't shoot well. But like, you got to take advantage of that. You know what I mean? Like, you got to win that. Yeah, they. What I mean, like, it was two huge comebacks by the Hawks to to win that series. It's like how how do you let that happen? Especially when you're one seed. When you're one seed, there's really almost no excuse for you to not go to the conference finals. Yeah, like exactly. The Jazz are a little bit of a different story because the Clippers just underperformed in the regular season. Um, yeah, there was, that was still a team with Kawhi Leonard for much of the series. Like the Hawks are a young team and they have already overperforming by just making it to the next round. Yeah. You know what I mean? Overperforming. So, yeah. so for them to lose that series is just embarrassing. Yeah. And like the thing is, you know, you think about Ben Simmons and this guy was an all-star, you know, like he's an all-star and he, this is how he's playing in the finals with a chance to go to the conference finals. Like, uh, dude, one of the most mind-blowing stats of the whole series, Ben Simmons took three shots, three shots in the entire seven fourth quarters of that series against that's, the Hawks. That's just like – that's just that's just unacceptable. It's pitiful. Yeah, it's no, unacceptable. you can't really do can't that as that. a point guard. And, like, and also he had the worst free throw percentage in NBA playoffs history with 34.2% from the line. That's a, a minimum of 70 attempts, though. But, I mean, still, fucking 32% or 34% as a point guard? He's, I could do that. Exactly. Like, I can't <laughs> I can't think of another point guard that is as bad as shooting as him. He, like, Ben Simmons is literally – it's just become really evident in the – you know, in this playoffs and everything. He is truly a liability in half-court offense. Like, what does he do? He dishes it out, sets screens, gets out of the way. Or, you know, unless it's transition offense, he's not really going to be doing much. Or unless somebody's setting screens for him to drive the hole, he's not going to be creating shots. Like, I don't see where he brings value really other than defense. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, he could just – he has a potential to be so good too because everything other than scoring the ball, he's a really good player. And, like, experts all around have said, like, well, if he can just figure out how to shoot, then – he is an MVP caliber type player, but um, he doesn't know how to shoot, and that's kind of the most important thing in the in the entire game of basketball. Yeah, to shoot the ball, putting the ball score. in the hole. That's how you win: is you score more points than the other team. So that's a problem. Um, should does this mean though that Philly should go ahead and try and ship off Ben Simmons for somebody else, or try and work with them and? you know, reclaim because I know if they, they put them on the market, there's going to be guys out there that think they can fix them. 
Oh, for sure there will. And, you know, my philosophy with the trade, you know, situation, because a lot of people have been saying they need to ship him off. I agree. I think get rid of him. But I don't think they should get rid of him this summer, you know, once the season's over. I think they should wait until next year, hope that he plays better, redeems himself a little bit, and then trade him right before trade deadline. Because I guarantee they'll find a team that's desperate to fill in the guard position. You know, maybe an injury will happen, maybe something, Mm -hmm. who knows. But that could probably raise his price a little bit if they were to hold off. But I think the Sixers got to get rid of him. Yeah, because he's good good in the regular season. But, like, it's just kind of one of those players, kind of like Rudy Gobert almost, where, like, yeah, he's great all regular season. That accumulates to a plus player. But when he gets to, you know, a seven-game series, things are a little different. And you can't really count on him that much. In a seven-game well, yeah, series, dude. you were in an 82-game series. Rudy so, like, Gobert didn't play. Like, sorry, go ahead. But so, yeah, that I mean, like, in theory, yeah, I, I agree with you. But um, I don't know. It's kind of like, what do you do? I've never seen such a, like, a, a big-name player um, so quickly by even, like, the big Jays. Like, even, like, Stephen A. Smith was calling for him to get traded as soon as the game ended. Like, I've never seen ESPN, those guys, like – vehemently call for a player of that caliber to, to be gone that quickly. Like yeah, usually it's usually like we wait till a slow news day for something like that. Yeah, it is. It is kind of wild how, how quickly the media, not only the media, but even just NBA fans in general kind of turned on Simmons. I mean, you know, if you go back to all-star break, I don't think really anybody had any negative comments about him other than the fact that he can't shoot. That's always been a problem. But, you know, my question is do you think disregard his all star this year? Do you think Ben Simmons is a top ten point guard? I mean, because I mean, look, like let's 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 try and go through a list. Like we got Trey Young's better than him. Yeah, yeah. Chris Paul's Luka, better than him. Luca. I w- Yeah, I, I wouldn't consider Luca a point guard, but I guess he's like he is a point. point guard. He's okay. Yeah. I guess he runs the point. I would say Kimball Walker's better than him, even. You think? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Boston got rid of him in a heartbeat, though. Like no, yeah, you're probably right. Actually, overall, overall, maybe I would not. take. I would take Steph Simmons Curry, of course. Steph Curry, Steph, of course. Damian Steph Lillard, Porter, of course. Five. Um, it's hard to think off the top of my head. I know. Here, let me um, let me pull up things. But like, if he's going to be your core and you're wondering if he's top 10 or not or top five, Kyrie, somebody just said, oh, thank you. Kyrie. Yep. Russell Six, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook's seven. better. Um, hmm, would you put, ah, would, you, would you take John wall over Ben Simmons? I was just about to ask John wall. I think when he's playing well, yes. But other than that, no, I, I don't, I don't think so. Deer uh, Fox. Lamel, I would take Lamelo Ball over Ben Simmons. Right I would now. take Lamelo Ball, yeah, hundred percent over Ben Simmons. Hundred percent, dude. I would. So there you go. That's that. your problem. I think if you if we can already think eight guys for sure that we would take over him, that then that's a huge problem. Yeah. And did ben, you see uh, Doc Rivers' comments about Ben Simmons after the game? Yeah, he he fucking shit on him. That's the equivalent of being I don't trust you to win. It. I don't. I don't believe we can win a championship with you. That's basically what he said. Yeah. So you for, suck. For those that don't know, uh, Doc Rivers, coach, uh, you know, of the 76ers, he was asked whether or not he believes that Ben Simmons is like a championship caliber player, essentially. And 
he literally just said, I don't know the answer for that or the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't I don't know right now, so uh, I'm just not going to answer that. He gave and, us a little Garrett Cole treatment. Yeah, it's like, dude, how, how more obvious could you be besides just saying, yeah, Simmons is trash? Like, yeah, we got a comment that says Simmons is trash, but you can't do that to your players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, j- just imagine what that's got to do to your your confidence. You know, I'm sure there's already a bunch of psychological things going on with Ben Simmons. Like, you know, the whole media shitting on him. We're shitting on him kind of right now. And I mean, then just for his own head coach to go and say some bullshit like that, I feel like that's got to have an even more negative impact. Okay, I just thought of another guy that I'd have put over him too, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray? Yeah. Uh, offensively without a doubt. Yeah, I was going to say offensively without a doubt. Yeah. There's nine guys that I would take easily over Ben Simmons. Yeah. I, 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 That's I don't tough. Know. It's debatable. That's tough. And it's so weird because even like half a year ago, I think people would have had Ben Simmons in the top five. It's just the way he's played at the end of the season in the playoffs has really like yeah. shown – the missing elements of his game because there's a lot of gaps in his game they just i don't know it's seven game series just magnifies players weaknesses so much and if you have a weakness like that like the inability to shoot a ball then they're going to take it teams are going to take advantage of that over and over and over again so yeah for sure uh did another player i want to talk about is Giannis though is uh not not so much hating on Giannis, but one thing I noticed in the series um, against the Nets is Giannis is kind of playing scared. Like, you think? Yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly what it is, but just he doesn't seem like he. It doesn't even seem like he believes he's that guy. If that makes any sense, you know, like if you're going to be an athletic freak of nature, the Greek freak, you know, like you got to have that Mamba mentality. And I don't think I've seen any type of Mamba mentality from him all playoffs. He's been giving up big shots to Middleton. Like, you know, he's not a shooter, of course, but like, I don't know. It just seems like I would expect more from him. I mean, he still threw up, put up 40 in game seven. Um, I mean, he scores, you know, 30 plus points a game easily throughout the playoffs. Um, I mean, like, yeah, he's alive. I mean, I think he probably has a little bit of the yips, kind of like with Ben Simmons because his free throw troubles. And, I mean, if you look at his free throw routine, it's just ridiculous. God awful. I'd rather yeah, watch 10 paint. seconds. I'd rather watch paint dry. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's still Giannis. He's still driving to the hoop consistently. I mean, and he's still not afraid to shoot a three. I mean, he'll do it. if he, He'll he he'll be reluctant to yeah, do it. Yeah, he will. I mean, like, no. If he's wide open um, – He's he's gonna shoot the three, so I mean, like at least he's trying, and then he'll hit one every now and then. So like that's better than Simmons. So I wouldn't say he's scared, but um, I but know, he does just seems like some just seems off about it. I and you know, part of my I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but my doubts per se uh, is making me kind of lean towards the Hawks winning the series. Really? Yeah, well, I really I, think um, so. When this playoff started, when it was me and Colton talking about it, I got I picked the the Bucks as my dark horse to make to the finals. So I'm I'm gonna stick with them this series. Yeah, I could see it. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Um, I don't know. I just kind of I'm rooting for the Hawks because I want to see a Hawks and Suns finals. Like who would have thought? You know what I mean? Those two teams yeah. in the finals. Like who who would have thought? But also, kind of a side note, I have a a little like half a unit play on uh, Hawks to win in seven. 
because it's plus uh, plus one thousand odds. Oh, decent. So yeah, and I'm like, if the Hawks are gonna win, I think they're gonna win at seven. I don't think they're gonna win any other way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. They, they're gonna they and they they're gonna grind out that series. They've shown that they can with a. Uh, yeah, what's Walker, the but... what's the score right now? Actually, um, I think Bucks are up five at halftime, fifty four fifty nine. Okay, not bad. Yeah, also, we got a comment here that says, I watch Giannis's free throw routine every night to help me fall asleep. <laughs> Pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see that. Um, let's see what else. What else is going on in the playoffs? This has been a really good. There's been this, so much happening. This has, yeah. been, this has been a good playoffs. Phenomenal year. playoffs. Yeah, yeah, dude. Also, I want to talk about, I didn't even, maybe this is just me for being a casual fan. Maybe I need to step up my knowledge. But Terrence Mann came out of fucking nowhere, dude. And he's I, just dropping 30-point games off the bench. It's just it's just one of those things. Like it's playoff just, basketball is just so much better than regular season basketball. It is, bro. I it think is. I think that's my problem why I can't get more into basketball is because most of the the time of year when I watch basketball the most is obviously during playoffs. Yeah. But it's like it's so much better than the regular season. Oh yeah, it's it is way better. It's, I it's mean, literally night and day. Well, because look at like we said, the Clippers. You we could say they underperformed, or were they just not really going full tilt all they're season? Just half asleep. Yeah, because they know they're going to make the playoffs. They got a matchup that they they could win. Well, honestly, I don't think the Clippers wanted to play the Mavs the first round. Nobody wants to play Luca, but they had a oh, they had a yeah. matchup that they. Felt like they could handle, which they did. Because they did last year, yeah, which they did. But I and you know, even the Lakers, I know they had injuries and everything, but like the past few years, the Lakers just always seem to cruise in the regular season with LeBron. LeBron's teams in general just seem to cruise in the regular season. Well, he knows when he needs to turn it on, and that's kind of he goes zero dark twenty three mode. Yeah, well, that's kind of the part of the problem too. Is all the best teams like they know that they're gonna make it. And they know they're going to be one of the top, you know, three seeds at least because they just have so much talent. They don't have to go, you know, balls to the wall every night out and put the best product out there. But when yeah. the playoffs come through, um, you know, they they will. So, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Playoff basketball is just so awesome. It's so I great. love it. Yeah, I don't – I think we covered basically everything there is to cover with playoffs. I mean, right now, you know, Hawks-Bucks game is going on. Can't really talk about the end until it happens, so we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised, uh, you know, only five-point deficit, a little Hawks comeback in the, in the midst. The Hawks could come back from 16. They can come back from five. God, if they do it again, man. Because I remember, bro, just... last week we literally, like, turned it off. Like, oh, Hawks lost. Like, they're down by 16. And with, like, yeah, because I asked you I asked you if Hawks had a chance, and you're like, absolutely not. And then I checked the score, and they were up, like, 20 at that point. And you're like. And then we were both like, oh, yeah, series is over. Yeah. And then we were doing Love It or Loathe It, and I was like, hey, bud, breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they turned on the Jets. Uh, all right, well, let's move uh, – switch gears from playoffs to NBA draft. A lot of basketball. Lottery. Yeah, a lot of basketball going on. It's basketball time of year. NBA lottery was yesterday. Uh, I, I really didn't follow too much beforehand as to like, you know, the rumors who could go where and whatnot, but the top 10 draft picks read as follows from number 10 to number one, 
So in 10th, the Pelicans, then the Kings, the Magic, the Warriors, the Thunder, the Magic again, the Raptors, the Cavs, the Rockets, and the Pistons. So Pistons get the number one pick. Rockets are at number two. Do you know much about this year's draft class? Um, the only thing I really know is that Cade Cunningham is going number one. That's basically all I know, too. This uh, this really seems like – and Jalen Suggs uh, is pretty good out of Gonzaga. Yeah. But this is really one of the most quiet draft Smooth. classes. Yeah, it's a, a snooze fest. It's a little bit yeah. of a snoozer. Yeah, Last year's was kind of one, too. Like, you had LaMelo and then, like – Anthony Edwards, and that, that was basically yeah. it. But then Anthony Edwards was like, he hasn't even played basketball for that long. So it was, that was Edwards different. is good though. He's just I mean, an he's athletic good. freak. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just, just kind of athletic, athletic freak. But it was kind of like, I don't know. That last year was a weird draft too, and this year's seems like the same. There's no like, there's no guy that like you'd want to tear it all down for. Like, there's no Zion's a bad example because Zion was a generational prospect. Like, no, no, well, exactly. There's there is nobody like that in this year's draft that everybody's been hyping up. Kate Cunningham, like you said, he's been talked about as the unanimous number one pick, but he's not that hype, you know. Because I yeah. mean, we got to watch him firsthand in college, uh, you know, because we we go to TCU, he played at Oklahoma State, they played us twice this year, both times TCU won, I might add. Uh, but Cade Cunningham, you know, he, he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's NBA caliber. He's NBA worthy, but I don't think he's number one pick worthy. I really, I I think if you stick him in any other draft class from the last five years, he's not a number one pick, not even a top three pick. You think? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I I don't know. It's, it's weird. Didn't we say that last year too? I mean, like LaMelo was like the only guy that people really liked. And even he was a question mark because of, you know, just everything surrounding him by being like Lithuanian shit. Yeah, so, just being in the ball family. Just I being don't, a ball. I thought um, Anthony Edwards was really good at Georgia, though. Anthony Edwards was good in college. Yeah, but I didn't even like know that much about him until he got drafted. To be honest. Um, Fair. I don't know. And then like I'm pretty sure who is the guy that Chicago picked that wasn't even Kobe a White. Starter? No, was it Kobe no, no. White. It was the flower boy, the guy that did the flower shop. He was the he was Florida State's sixth man. And he got drafted like fourth or fifth. I don't even remember then. I don't know. It was last year's draft. It's just I don't know. There's just been no like clear cut guy in the past like two three drafts, and it's been weird. Well, I think I think you could consider Lamelo a clear cut guy. He is now at this. Yeah, point. no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, because but at the I mean, time he didn't he even wasn't. go number one. Yeah, he yeah, didn't he even go three. number one. Yeah, so. I mean, also there was a couple international guys, like I said, like Killian Hayes last year had a bit of hype. But the international guys this year, there's been a lot of uh, not rumors, but I guess negative uh, attention around it because the scouts can't meet them face to face. Like they haven't met these players. They haven't done anything because of COVID and everything like that. So it's like a lot of people are saying that the international players draft stock may just plummet once it gets started. So. I don't know. We'll see what goes on. I don't really, I don't really know much about the NBA draft, but I guess Kate Cunningham's going to the Pistons probably. The NBA draft is probably one of the most underwhelming experiences in sports. It, it, I'm it's be so honest. not even entertaining because like so many top five picks turn out to be flameouts. Yeah, so many. The, it's literally such a hit or miss in the like, NBA. 
like the Navs will get some random guy and I'll be like, oh, cool. Like he's playing pretty good on our bench. Like I'll just look him up, see where he got drafted. And it'll be like six overall, like eight years, like six years ago. I'm like, I don't even know this guy. Like what the fuck? I mean, even like last year's pick, Josh Green, right? Out of Arizona. That was the Mavs guy. Yeah. He's, what has he done? What has he done? He was the 12th overall pick. He's played like what? Five minutes a game this season. I don't even know. Exactly. I forgot like, he existed, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. You know, he fizzled like, out after the first few weeks. You know, uh, Phoenix's guy, Jared Culver, that they picked six two years ago, traded him to the Timberwolves. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Why are we going to – it's like, it's don't really bother paying attention to the draft until those guys get good. Like, do the top three picks, and then other than that, it's like, don't just don't – You never really know. Time. Yeah, exactly. You never really know. And I mean, there's always a few good players like Nikola Jokic was a second round pick. And I mean, he turned out to be an MVP. And there's also those undrafted guys that come out of the G League that are just studs. So it's just so hit or miss. Like, yeah, compared to the NFL draft, everything like that, like it's more methodical, I would say, in the NFL. You kind of know what you're getting. Well, More a lot so of it, too, is NBA. that NBA is, like, you can come in at 18, 19 years old and your body isn't developed yet. I finally get that now. As being a 23-year-old, like, um, I feel like I'm so much stronger now than I am at 23 than I was at 18 because I'm just, like, older now. And, I, I like, I feel like I have more, like, I don't want to say man strength. That's the only term I can think for it because I don't want to – but, like, it's true. Like, when you get older and you're approaching, like, your mid-20s, like, you beef up. It's it's happening like it's happening to me right now. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, we got a we got a TikTok comment talking about the fights. You remember that the video I posted of the fight, the ref fight? No, not the uh, ref fight, the UFC fight where the ref didn't call it and like his arm broke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they asked, can you tell me more about the ref that didn't stop the fight after his arm broke? Uh well. Oh, what is I'm sorry, this is my first time going live. They want to go live together. I love furry. Yeah, no. I don't I don't know who I love furry is. But yeah, anyway, uh that UFC fight that I posted about, it was uh Paul Craig, Jamal Hill, arm got snapped, ref didn't really call it. Uh he just let it go on forever. Literally was getting his ass beat. I don't know what's gonna happen to the ref if he's gonna keep, you know, getting chosen for UFC events or whatnot, but it was bad. It was really bad officiating. Sorry, I kind of got totally off topic there. I, I got distracted by a couple comments and stuff. I feel like that's all I have to say about um, the lottery anyway. Yeah, I don't I don't really have much to say about the lottery. NBA um, draft is such a sham compared to the NFL draft. I'm just yeah, say exactly. well, I will say, though, you know, as boring as the NBA draft may be, the MLB draft is just – I could sleep through it all day. There's, it's not even a TV spectacle. Like there's, yeah, no, nah, just it's uh, forty rounds. It's so boring, dude. No, just see who your team picks, and then wait five years, and then if he makes it, cool. <laughs> exactly, and like also, there's four. There's kids getting taken out of high school that are like never gonna go play. You know, they're gonna like go to college, and there's even. People like at TCU, I remember, have been drafted in like the fourth round of the MLB draft. And then they're like, mm, nah, I'm going to keep playing college ball. Yep. So, like, I, I don't get that process, but at least it's the weird. NBA is, yeah, at least the NBA is not like that. Cause that, I've never understood that. Oh, well, it's because of the farm system and guys can get lost. And it's just, uh, it's 
this whole there's like a whole like league economy around it and players. It's weird. Yeah, Dude, I'm I'm just still distracted, bro. We got a a TikTok live request from I Love Furries Five. Uh, Let's um, nothing against furries, but uh, I'm gonna go with a no with that. Or, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a no on that one too. Yeah, or I guess we can say that's that's against furries. Um, All right. Nah, it's time though. I want to get into this. It's time for a debate because you 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 introduce it. Okay, your article, so your blog. I wrote sports news has been relatively slow outside of NBA playoffs. So I decided to write a my personal top ten players, regardless of sport of all time. And so I wrote it and I know it's gonna be controversial. And I even put it at the beginning of the blog that um oh way to reveal sorry sorry go ahead um so i wrote at the at the beginning of the blog if you don't like it find me on twitter about it and i fully mean that so if you hate it please tweet at me and we can we can talk about it talk shit over twitter because i love good shit talking but um beef yeah we can get some beef so it's a it's it's a fun list and i like it um i took some liberties with it i took some uh Definitely something I don't think a lot of other people would do. So let's let's do it. All right, let's take a look. I'm gonna here. I'm gonna do the transition video, and then we can come back with the full the full screen. All right. All righty, here we go. Of course, the classic goat picture. All right, so this is. I, I looked through this a little bit. I tried not to, to read into it too much because I wanted to give my honest reactions. So let's just start from, from number 10 down. So we got Barry Bonds at number 10. I I don't really have anything against that. You know, the only I'm thing okay that. holding back is juicing, but like I said, you know, also is juicing every other player in his era. So Everybody, um, yeah. Steroids doesn't give you pitch selection and all that. He would have still been an all-time player without steroids, so he deserves to be number ten. All right, and then all right, I'm already gonna disagree with you here. Uh, so I I agree that Lionel Messi should be on this list, but I disagree with having him at number nine. I would have him probably closer to number five. Really? Okay. I I would. I mean. Maybe it's just, I'm a little bit more biased because I'm a I'm a bigger soccer fan. Bigger soccer fan than I am. Yeah, but I just I don't know. I mean, he he really is like the goat of goats in terms of soccer, like all time. So I don't know. It's debatable for sure because the only thing that knocks him is that he's never won anything major with uh, his country. He's never won a major trophy with Argentina. Mentioned that right there in the last sentence. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, exactly. The only real – yep, exactly. Underachievement international play. Yeah, so, that is really the only thing that knocks him. Another reason why I had him only at nine is because uh, a lot of the – I would go and, like, look up, like, best whatever of all time, too, just to get some influence. Um, and Maradona would consistently be the number one guy. Messi would never be number one on those lists. And I looked at, like, five. It was num- it, Diego Maradona was on all of them. That's cap. <laughs> yeah, Mar- Maradona's good. I don't. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm younger. You know, I, I didn't really yeah. experience Maradona whenever he played. But I mean, statistically and everything, Messi shatters Maradona. 
Yeah. So, like, well, I think the one thing that they were saying about Maradona is because he pretty much like single handedly won Argentina. He's an Argentinian, right? Yeah, he carried Argentina. Yeah, he carried Argentina to a World Cup like by yeah. himself. So that was like the the one thing. But I didn't really know who he was, and I didn't want to talk about somebody I didn't really know. So I went with Messi at number nine here. I could see that. All right, number eight. Uh, okay, so. You have Kobe Bryant at number eight. Your first sentence is you could argue that Kobe Bryant doesn't deserve a spot on this list, because, but he's here because of two words, Mamba mentality. Yes, sir. Mm. That's why he's on there, dude. Because of his, his, his competitiveness and will to win. That's why he's on there. That's why he's one of the greatest. Okay, so I'm going to agree with you in that case, but if we're going based off just pure like careers and – accolades i don't even have kobe in my top five basketball players all time okay so i don't think he would make the top 10 athletes all time but it depends on what we take into account you know there's so many variables and stuff like that so if you do take into account like the mentality you could even take into account what they've done for their sport you know because kobe's done more for the game of the basketball than maybe any athlete i can think of off the top of my head so I would I could totally agree with that. So um, and then another thing I mentioned too is that like he's probably the most iconic Lakers player, and that's saying something. Like he is. Oh. What other what other you know franchise player, especially for a stories franchise like the Lakers, has two numbers retired? Yeah. So that like, is pretty crazy. So that's, no, he that's definitely wild. is the guy for the Lakers. And I mean, other than I guess some people, Magic Johnson, depending on your generation. Mm-hmm. But Kobe, just universally, Kobe is thought of when people think yeah. of the Lakers. All number right, seven, number... Hank Aaron. Not much here, just that he's the true home run king because he has the most home runs of guys that weren't in the steroid era. Um, he MLB leader in extra base hits, RBIs, and home runs without PEDs. 25-time All-Star. Um, that's basically much. So... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree 100 with you here. I, I I like Hank Aaron on this list. Um, I think it's interesting though that you went with Barry Bonds and Hank Aaron opposed Bonds to. Juiced. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe I'm opposed to uh, Willie Mays or Chipper Jones. See, I thought about Willie Mays too, but Hank Aaron um, was the guy that shattered a home, Babe Ruth's home run record, and he yeah. also. You know, he did a lot of things for like social justice too. So I kind of implemented that too, because that that means something. Because I mean, it does, yeah. That guy played in Atlanta, in the Deep South. Yeah. You know, during a time where it wasn't great to be black in the Deep South. So yeah. I know he heard the N word a lot, and the fact that he still played just that. Was, yeah. So that that kind of factored in just for the iconic of it. So that's why he's number seven. All right, I agree with that one. Number six, Jerry Rice, the NFL's greatest receiver of all time. I agree with that. Probably will remain that way for, well, forever. I don't know if I agree with that part. Dude. Somebody's yeah. going to overtake him, bro. Maybe in, maybe in, I don't know, man. Because look at, like, he even played in an era where it was still a run first league. You know what I mean? Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. Th- this, yeah. But now it's more so a pass first league. So, like, that's what I'm saying. So, like, for him to put up these unachievable stats, like, he still has the most um, single season touchdown record, 
I think he has, you know, all-time leader in receiving yards, all-time leader in receptions, all-time leader in receiving touchdowns. So, like, I don't think – and no guy is going to get close to that right now that we're looking at. Like, Larry Fitz, Fitzgerald is the only guy that's close to that. And then you can maybe throw out a couple guys right now that could get close to that. So, I mean, we'll see. But, like, he's going to stay the number one for a really long time. I mean, even if Fitzgerald was to, like, statistically reach some of his all-time stats, I don't think Fitzgerald is in the same league as Jerry Rice. Like, skill-wise, you know what I mean? No. Yeah. Jerry Rice is the OG best wide receiver. Nah, bro. OJ Simpson. No, I'm just kidding. It's a running back. Whatever. (laughs) All right. Terrell Owens, baby. T.O., T.O. All right, number yeah. five, LeBron James. This is where it gets um, – This is where it gets heated. This is where it gets a little controversial, and I mentioned that too. So um, I I just wrote – I kind of feel bad because I wanted to write more about why he's so great and why he was number five, but because he's LeBron, I wrote reasons why he's only number five, and I kind of <laughs> shat on him. I feel kind of bad. Like I mentioned, like, yeah, he made it to eight straight finals, but he played an extremely weak Eastern Conference. Gave him a pass those finals. And um, four and six. Dude, I just – all right. So uh, I don't want to get too into it, but just, <laughs> just a random stat I'll throw out there. Uh, LeBron James, every single one of his finals opponents, because I see the little cough, cough four and six right there. So every single one of LeBron James' final opponents – had a better offensive net efficiency and defensive net efficiency than any team Michael Jordan ever played. And LeBron beat the best team in NBA history. Meanwhile, Jordan just faced a few nobodies in the finals. Whoa, the Jazz, the John Stockton, those, those guys weren't nobodies. No, I know. Also, I'm LeBron. exaggerating. All-time leader in, in ter- NBA all-time leader in turnovers too. Okay, well, dude, he's been playing fucking forever. So is a lot of other guys on that. Li- that LeBron was also NBA. the fastest player to five thousand assists. All right, but least amount of games he shares. Neither the ball, here you know? nor there. No, no, I I want to have. I would say you know, of course, I'm a LeBron stan. I wouldn't go as far to say I'm a LeBron dick rider. Maybe on some days, but <laughs> maybe on some days. I I would really like to put, I, I don't want to spoil the rest of the list. Let's not scroll down. But I would really th- like to think that LeBron is top three all time, at least. Yeah. Um you people can make that argument and like I won't disagree with them, but this is my list, and I think he's number five because I think the guys above him are more deserving of those spots. Let, let's see who you got above him then. Let's let's see. We can always go back to it. Number four, right. Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady has so, to be top five on this list. I wanted to get him higher, but the only thing that made me stick with him at four is because he has some of those records because he just played longer than like Drew Brees or like and then Peyton Manning. He just outlasted him basically when it comes to like those the the top guys of that of the this past generation. He's just but you could also make that argument that that's why he should be even higher is because he's able to be so good for so long. Um and then Bill Belichick has something to do with it too, the reason why he's staying here. But that's not discrediting Tom Brady. He's still the number four greatest player of all time regardless of sports. So like that's that's just kind of where I I fit him. I I think yeah Brady at number four is probably exactly where I'd put him. Of yeah. course, it's it's harder to map out my top ten 
like in my brain without like, you know, seeing it, writing it down and all that. But mm -hmm. I, I would, I would probably have Brady number four. That seems about right to me. And mm -hmm. I think another thing you mentioned the debris stuff. Um, for me personally, I value statistics that are based on a one season, like, mm -hmm. you know, the single, single season record for passing yards. Yeah, I value that. Game. Yeah. Or per game record, you know, way more than I value the all time because you know, Brett Favre played till he's in his forties. You know, I mean, of course he's not one of the record holders all time, but like Drew Brees played until he has a noodle arm. Ben Roethlisberger is probably going to play until he's in a fucking wheelchair at this point. It seems like, Ugh. yeah, disgusting. But anyway, so I, it, it's interesting how those stats kind of play out with guys age and everything. Yeah. Because he said like, you know, I think Drew Brees, he had like 16, 17 seasons. So, I mean, and him and Brady were neck and neck, and Tom Brady has played four more years than he has. So that's kind of my thought process going into that. So it's more of like accumulation, but it's also, I don't know. There, you could find ways to Nick pit that argument for either way, honestly. But yeah. um, I ultimately rested on the side of just having at number four, played safe. All right. And then let's move on. Number three. Michael Phelps. Okay. You know, okay. I respect it. I yes, respect sir. it. Yes, sir. I come from, I come from a swimming family. So uh, I, I grew up watching Michael Phelps in the Olympics and even like his nationals events and stuff would be on the TV while I grew up. Uh, I, I respect it. I have nothing against Michael Phelps. I could see him in the top five. Yeah, he's number three because he's the greatest Olympian of all time. And I'm not just taking into account swimmers. I'm taking into account all of the Olympics. And he's yeah, you're the right. Greatest Olympian of all time. And so um, I love the Olympics just as much as any other sport. I don't really – it's funny, though, because I don't keep up with pretty much any Olympic sports outside of the Olympics. But I just love the Olympic spectacle so much and everything that goes into it. And some of my greatest moments, not only sports moments, but just like life moments is like – watching michael phelps with my family and like rooting for america and like yeah fucking communism in the ass you know what i mean yeah like, exactly <laughs> so that's that's you know it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing he's phelps he's 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 fish i would yeah i i totally agree with him at number three he he deserves some recognition and yeah like you said i love all olympic sports but i'm never gonna watch competitive men's beach volleyball in my free time but oh, if it's on the Olympics, I'm oh, going hell to yes. the TV. Oh, oh yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. It's like I can't miss that. I'm I'm getting off work for that shit. Yeah. So like, no, nah, maybe in hindsight, you know, people could say that maybe he deserves to be on the list, but maybe not top three. I just put him in top three because, you know, 28 medals, 23 gold medals. Like, come on. Yeah, it's insane. I, I would, yeah, I would have him on the list. I may move him down a little bit to like number five-ish, but he deserves mm -hmm. to be on this list in some capacity. All right, number two, we got Michael Jordan. Yes, sir. So, um, of, of course, he's top three. Of course. I, this makes me curious as to who you have number one, though. Yep. So, um, yeah, he's number two because, I mean, you mentioned your – I'm over LeBron. You mentioned how much you value points per game and per season, all that. Highest points per game in NBA history at 30-point-something. Um, you know, I mean, six times – Finals champion, six-time Finals MVP, six and zero record, uh, five-time MVP. This is even with taking a year off to play baseball. Um, I mean, he's he's, he's the goat. No, I'm just kidding. 
Also had a gambling addiction, pretty frat. Yeah, um, respect, respect. <laughs> so. Now, you didn't have a gambling problem. You had a competition problem. Yeah, sure. As the as the last dance documentary would say. Yeah, that's fucking cap. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I have absolutely no problem with this. Um, you know, I, I don't ever want to sound like I'm bashing Michael Jordan in any way whenever I talk about LeBron. Just because I think LeBron is the GOAT, LeBron's better, doesn't mean I don't think Michael Jordan is one of the GOATs. You know, he's a legend. There's no reason he shouldn't be on this list. I, I, I agree. I don't really have much to say about it. So if you agree with me having him at number two, then you would have, regardless of sport, MJ2, LeBron one. You go basketball players one and two. Ah, uh, see, that's tough. You know, I don't. I mean, you can. I, like, you you're have right. To, Sometimes I, your brain doesn't want you to do that, but you have to remember, like, you're going regardless of sport, and sometimes if those are the two best individual players, then yeah. You're right. You're right. I I think also I would include, um, like, I would definitely have already had George St. Pierre on this list from the UFC. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even take UFC into account. Yeah, so I, I think, yeah, and I mean, that it doesn't matter, you know, because, I mean, that, you don't, you, you know, that hasn't been, like, a huge part of your life forever. Yeah, well, I guess the players, not fighters. Maybe I mean they're still athletes. I don't know. It's because like UFC and boxing is kind of like their own like. It is combat sports is very combat separate. sports is just so much different than it is competitive yeah. sports. So that's was, why. Because if I were to include combat sports, then probably Muhammad Ali would be on this list, and they would have taken somebody. It would probably take him like Bonds' spot or somebody. You know. Yeah. Like, um, would you have uh, Muhammad Ali over Floyd Mayweather? I don't know. I just don't like Floyd Mayweather as a person. So that's kind of <laughs> well. I mean, if we're talking, you know, if we're taking into yeah, account overall I mean, like, impact and everything, Ali was huge. Ali and Mayweather have to be on. I don't know. There's so much more to take into account when you factor in combat sports. And I didn't even like I said. I didn't even think about it. Well, I mean, like so. you said, you know, like you have Hank Aaron, you know, because of the his uh, social activism and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's why Muhammad yeah, Ali Muhammad is Ali. the king of a- athletes' social he's activism. Like the, he's like he's the OG. Yeah, he is. He was like the first to ever really make a stand of any kind. All right. So honorable mentions right here. These I'm excited for this. Um, Ben Simmons, if basketball didn't involve scoring. Uh, <laughs> Diego Maradona's Coke dealer. Spider oh, attack. Uh, the chick who sucked off the entire Suns team. <laughs> Lance Armstrong's right ass cheek. Sue Bird. Aaron Rodgers, family <laughs> therapist, Peyton Manning's forehead, oh, and uh, Michael Jordan's gambling addiction, <laughs> Cole Beasley's notes app, and the guy that took the fall for Ray Lewis stabbing somebody. Dude, this is a better list than the first top 10, bro. <laughs> this should have been the top 10. Dude, okay, I have a couple questions, though. So first off, why Lance Armstrong's right-ass cheek instead of his left-ass cheek? I'm pretty sure that's the one he used for steroids. I don't know. Either oh, way. yeah. That the makes roids. a lot of sense. That makes the a lot roids. of sense. Okay. For you some reason, not. I was linking it to like his singular testicle kind of thing. Yeah. I thought about having that, but then I don't know. Ass cheek. Either would have worked. <laughs> and then also, what is up with Cole Beasley's notes app? I've never heard of that. Oh, have you not? Did you not see him? His public service announcement, and he like went on a rant about the vaccine. Oh God, I've heard about Cole Beasley 
saying some dumb shit about the vaccine, but yeah, no, what That's, did he like type a bunch of shit in his yeah, notes? Yeah, he typed it all, it was all in his notes app, and he like screenshot of the notes app onto Twitter. Oh, god, and then he went on like a tirade about it. He was like, I'll die before I take this, before I would live my life the only way. I'm like, That's pretty intense, dude. It's like, bro, I don't know if the league's gonna let you play, my guy. <laughs> yeah, Sooner so, or later, they may be requiring that. I don't know, but he he won't be playing. He made it very clear. But so that's that's. <laughs> I thought it was funny because I'm like, dude, like, can't you just like, it's cool, like, you don't want to take the vaccine, fine, whatever, but like, don't make it a public spectacle. Like, chill out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I don't, especially whenever you have a platform like that. Like, people are going to listen to you. People are going to comment. I guess what he was thinking is that, like, uh, a bunch of other NFL players aren't really that comfortable taking the vaccine right now. Um, and so he's speaking up for them because he wanted to speak for them. That was one of the rationalities of him. So, I mean, I guess. Sure. Yeah, sure. Whatever helps know. you sleep at night, Cole. And then last question is – uh. Aaron Rodgers' family therapist. You didn't know that Aaron Rodgers and his family hate each other. No, you didn't know that. No, is that? Yeah, bro, that's a it's a big thing. Like they don't him. Aaron Rodgers' family don't speak to each other. Really? Yeah, yeah. Look it up after the show. Like I'm serious. Like when his brother was on, um, because you remember Aaron Rodgers' brother was on The Bachelor. Yeah. So that was like one of the things that they talked about. They're like, oh, like how's Aaron? He was like, I don't know. They, they literally, literally just don't, don't know. They literally do not talk. Like his family fucking hates that guy. Swear. I swear to God. That's so weird because like, I don't know. I, you just don't, ex- I've never really heard of that. Like I've heard of athletes that, you know, they came from like a broken home, like a broken family, kind of like a rough scenario, but I've never really heard of, they just don't you like know. Each other. Yeah. They just don't like each other. We don't talk to him. Yeah, apparently they like kept on. I think some of it's like they kept on asking for money. He's like, "Fuck off, it's my money." So. Oh, well, I would be. I would definitely be annoyed. Yeah, with that. So they, I've they, I've heard of some rifts between family members in that sense, but like, I don't know. For him to just completely be cut off from his family seems kind of weird to me. Yep. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's just a so, weird dude. He's been fucking vacationing with Shailene Woodley and Miles Turner. He's an interesting individual. Well, Shailene Woodley is his fiance. Oh, well, I know. Yeah, I know that, but. Miles Teller, that's just an interesting that's my boy. for him to have. I love Miles Teller though. He's yeah, I watched Lich- I watched Liplash last night. Oh, did you? Was it your first time? time seeing it? Bro, so good. So good, bro. It's like uh it's not even really yeah. a storyline that it's like super good. It's just like it is made so well and yeah. like the acting in it is so good. It's so, oh I love that movie. Yeah. Watch Whiplash if you haven't yet. But all right, let's go. Number one player. Oh my <laughs> My number one player of all time right here, Eldrick Tiger Woods, baby. No (laughs) player means more to their sport than Tiger Woods means to golf. I I could probably write if people want to give me enough shit about this on Twitter, which I hope they do. That'd be cool. More clout (laughs) or, you know, get some, get some name brand. Give me beef, baby. Give me beef. Give me beef. Um, I could write an entire blog defending this position. I mean, Last year, Tiger Woods made the most money out of any other golfer, and only 191,000 of that came from tournament winnings. Um, and he blew like the next closest guy by like 40, 50 million. It's all from sponsorships because everyone loves Tiger. Um, you still see um, highlight clips of Tiger 
one of the big uh, golf social media accounts called Scratch. They have Tiger Tuesdays, and they'll post shots that guys can't hit today, even with today's technology. Like, if Tiger had today's technology, who even knows what would have happened? Nobody has ever had a more dominant stretch in any sport than Tiger Woods has had in his sport. Also, too, all the other guys on this list, except for Michael Phelps, played with a team. Even Michael Phelps played with the team because he had relay races. Tiger Woods was doing this by himself. He was out That's there. He, I mean, he had his caddy to help him. I mean, he fucking won the U.S. Open, I think in like 2003. I can't remember exactly, up with a broken leg. No shit had a hairline fracture in his leg, won the major. He won the 2019 Masters after having like 1,800 surgeries on his back. Yeah, he's I know the, he's dealt with a lot of back injuries. He's yeah. the greatest of greatest. He's the number one player regardless of sport. Yeah, just That's just like reading, you know, just reading the stats, 82 PGA Tour wins, 15 major champions. That's fucking insane, bro. He is number two with major champions, but if he didn't have back problems, then he would have been number one by a landslide. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, of course. He's, he is the greatest golfer of all time. He's the greatest player, regardless of sport, of all time. I love your intro. If you listen closely, you can hear people who don't watch golf yelling in the distance. See, that's why I don't really have much of a comment on this because, like, I, I watch golf now, but growing up, golf was never a major part of my life. So, <laughs> of course, I recognize Tiger Woods as the GOAT. And, like, of course, I, I recognize his greatness, but I never really experienced it firsthand, per se. So, as much as I think he deserves to be on this list, I don't know if I would have him at number one. Watch his because documentary. That's, I need to do that. Yeah, I do want to watch his watch, documentary, too. Watch the Tiger Doc on HBO. But, like, you brought up a point, you know, how he's an individual athlete. You know, the other guys are on teams. But, I mean... So are the UFC fighters, though, you know? Well, and I didn't UFC take, and, like I said, I yeah, didn't take combat true. to account, so. Okay, so, okay, now that I've seen your list, your top 10, I would probably, well, who would I put at number one is fucking, that's impossible, bro. That's that's, that's really hard. I would probably have to go, uh, dude, I don't know, man so much yeah I, I sat on this for a while yeah i would have to well, sit on it for a while my my initial instinct is to go with lebron at number one but i don't want to be too biased you know like I, so i don't i don't know yeah well i mean it's, I, it's hard to hold back bias yeah well like tiger's the reason why it's made this whole thing right now is because i saw a clip of him like fuck dude he's like the best of the best yeah, hey, you wanted to and do then it was, all. For- yeah, and so I was like, well, hmm. And then I just kind of built around that. Just kind of went like, for it. Yeah, it was fun. No, I mean, I, I love these types of articles and stuff. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. The They're easy to write. I mean. Yeah, because it's fun. all opinion. You know, you don't have to really do much research. Everyone everyone loves them. I fucking, if I see anything top 10, I'm like, I'm going to click on that. Yeah. Watch Mojo is, you know. <laughs> watch mojo top 10 saddest anime deaths of all time guilty pleasure of mine <laughs> uh yeah i know if i had to do a list i would probably have included like i said george st pierre i know you didn't take him into account but i'm just thinking for like my list i would have included george st pierre uh i would have had muhammad ali on there i probably would have switched barry bonds for either willie mays or chipper jones i would have to do a little bit more digging um, 
I wouldn't have had Kobe on there probably. I would yeah. have included I would have included Serena Williams too. Serena Williams. Oh, I didn't think about her. I almost I thought about Gabby Douglas. That's yeah, that's true. I thought about her. Damn, Serena, Nadal, or like uh, Federer. Yeah, Nadal. Yeah, Nadal would be good. Djokovic right now is on top of the world in yeah. tennis. Yeah, but like I don't give a shit about tennis. So that's kind yeah, of yeah. I mean, me neither. Not, <laughs> not to shit on it, but sorry if there's a tennis fan out there watching this. Um, this is not our thing. If you guys exist, my bad. Yeah, there's some, just not. It's not huge in America, of course. Yeah, but yeah, I if know, you guys, I, I just said that, but I put go- a golfer as my number one ever. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's a worldwide sport too, though. No, it's but it's popular. bigger in America than tennis for sure. Golf is oh, definitely yeah. bigger. But right, if y'all uh, aren't watching the live version of this or the visual version, we just went through a top ten list of Elijah's greatest athletes, regardless of sport. So uh, yeah, either ch- you can either check out the blog on our website gtdsports.com. Or just, you know, I recommend watching the live version because it's better. Um, all right. That's I think that's that. I, I can't really think of a list on the fly. I would have to really dig oh, in no, that'd and do be some tough. research. Yeah, that, that's tough to do. All right. Do you want to talk about Tom Brady? Yeah, let's talk about Tom Brady. Let's talk about some Tom Brady. All right. Hold on. I'm going to get rid of the screen. We'll be back in just a second. All right, what it do? All right, so if you guys, if those that are listening, watching, did not see Tom Brady, I don't know what it was exactly, Elijah, because it was some sort of commercial for something. It's for LeBron's barbershop deal. Okay. That show that he's doing. Okay, yeah, yeah, I did hear about that. So yeah. uh, it's a little promo, and Tom Brady is in it. And it's literally just a clip of him talking about free agency, like whenever he was on the move. And it's just a quote of him saying, uh, what is it exactly? It's, are you sticking with that fucking guy? Right? Yeah, you're sticking with that motherfucker. Is what he said. Oh, you're yeah. sticking with that motherfucker. Yeah. So, do you have the clip? Yeah, actually, I'll pull it up. Yeah, pull that up. Pull that shit up, Quay. Pull that shit up. No, so everybody's been trying to figure out who is he talking about. So, I, uh, I personally think that he's talking about the Niners. Yeah, I do too. He, he wanted to. He wanted to end his career. He was. He's. He's a San Fran guy. All right. Yeah. Let's watch this. Yeah. I. I wanted to. I thought it's the uh, 49ers too. I've seen a lot of people, even in the comments, making rumors about it. All right. Let's go full screen here. The audio. <laughs> oh, does the audio not come through? Oh uh, no. Okay. Well then, shit. Never mind. Ah, damn. Audio comes through on my end. No, I didn't hear it. Oops. Ah, oh, well. A little technical oh, difficulty. Well. I think that was our first time trying it with the video, so. Yeah, we should figure that out probably. Yeah. Oh, um, anyway, you get the gist of it. He's sitting in a barbershop. You know, they're talking about shit. And he just says, and I was thinking, you're sticking with that motherfucker? And um, he just consistently finds ways to get a chip on his shoulder, doesn't he? Yeah, he finds yeah exactly. He's, uh, just, he's like, yeah, like people are out there like discrediting me. <laughs> you know, it's just like, like his Tom. Twitter videos and stuff. Yeah, it's like, like Tom, posts. nobody's saying shit about you. He definitely says shit to himself in the mirror. 
like makes shit up and says it to himself in the mirror before he goes to bed every night. Yeah, he's like, people don't think you're the goat. Talk radio hates you. That's all he said. You know, he's just hype himself up. I, yeah. I still can't forget about that bit. What was I think it was after they beat the Packers? His uh, talk radio video on Twitter. Yes, bro. No, it was after he won the bowl. When, when oh, it was after the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. yeah. He fucking. He was like, I love talk radio, and it was all about how people were. Is like Brady's washed, Fournette was washed. I was like, dude, this is classic. Yeah, he can't. He can't, he can't help it. He's like, I don't know. He's fuck everyone. Chip on my shoulder. He's just conti- even after twenty years and seven Super Bowls, he finds ways to do it. I, I think mean, what he yeah. should do, honestly, is that he shouldn't have signed a two-year contract with the Bucks, and he should have left a. Di- he should have left the Bucks this year. And went to a different team and won the Super Bowl again. He's just Dude, go team to team he and did win that, a Super bro, Bowl. <laughs> if he did that, though, the conversations we'd be having would be out of this world. I mean, he's like, still got like ten years left, so I mean, he could definitely ten years, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I mean, shit with the TB twelve diet, I wouldn't be surprised if he like, bro. Who is the oldest player ever in NFL history? Do you know? Um, I mean, it might be like a kicker. I think kickers Vinatieri was like. Kicker, I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up actually right now. Who is the oldest person to ever play in the NFL? God, we need to get a third guy to do all this shit for us. Dude, right? We need a Jamie, bro. Yeah, we need a Jamie. Bad. George Blanda. Oh, I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, I don't, it doesn't have his age. Okay, that helps. Yeah, I know, right? Fuck. Um, but Tom's probably gonna play till he's fifty. He's is he forty? Four or forty-five now. He played at four. George Blanda played at forty-eight. Damn. Um, Tom Brady is forty-three right now. Yeah, 43. Oh, 43. Oh, it was off. But he's definitely gonna play till he's forty-five. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's talked about. Years. He's talked about playing till he's fifty. Before he's been off and on about that, about playing to fifty, but he's definitely had a hard commit to forty-five. So like. Yeah, I I team. would never. I could not see him retiring after next season. No matter what no. the result is, dude. But uh, just I've never even thought about that scenario you brought up. Like, what if he just went to another team, won another Super Bowl with them? That would be insane. And I, you know, and I wouldn't even put it past him. I really wouldn't. If he, he might went do into it the right his, scenario, I'm saying he's gonna he's gonna try and do it when his contract is up with the Bucks. Maybe he'll stay with the Bucks, but like, maybe he'll be like, oh, they're saying I'm a Bruce Arian system guy. <laughs> <laughs> go off and play win one with like fucking Gruden or something. You know what I mean? Like, uh, do do you think he is happy in Tampa though? Cause I mean, just, I feel like Tampa would be an awesome place to retire. So I, I wouldn't want to leave if I was him. No, Tampa Bay would be an awesome place to live. Yeah. It'd be great. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't really have any, anything else to say about that. I just thought it was, it was funny enough that we should have uh, definitely talked about it this week. But um, I do want to know who he's talking about, though, still. I think he might have been talking about the Raiders, too. I think the Raiders were interested. They might have, if I would have probably, if I was Tom Brady and they were like, nah, we're going to stick with Derek Carr. I've been like, fuck you. What do you yeah, mean? Derek Carr. Yeah. I remember when he he had like a couple good years on fantasy. You know, there was a glimpse of hope. And then he just kind of. Dude, fell people off. say that Carr doesn't get the respect he deserves. So, like, maybe, I don't know. Well, they're off Raiders, the line. Raiders fans now. Raiders fans love Carr, which is weird to me. I I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to think. Apparently, 
New Orleans was pretty interested in him, but then Drew said he was going to come back. But he wouldn't say that shit about Drew. Yeah. I um, think if the Raiders' offensive line got better, though, then maybe Derek Carr could be better. Probably, yeah. Because, sure. I mean, it's it's holding back Josh Jacobs, too. Josh Jacobs is a stud. Yeah. Just not getting to shine right now. All right. So really football season. <clears throat> Dude, I know. Me, too. I can't wait. I can't wait to, like, sweat – like even college football and just sweat action on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. It's going to be fun. You're going to be back in full force with some sports bets. Dude, probably I can't, I fucking love football. I just so much. And it's just like betting on it makes it so much better. Too. It's so much better when you have money on the line. So much I will better. say though, is I thought I was going to watch more FCS football, but then I, I tried watching like one game and I was like, this fucking blows. Like, no, lowest, I did too. Yeah. The lowest I can take is maxion. I agree. I could maybe watch like one FCS game and then I'm I'm bored. I'm capped. Yeah. Are you telling me like plus two, like ask me about gambling? Like you really think I'm gonna sit through a Thursday night football game and not have money on that shit? Oh yeah, <laughs> Thursday and Monday night. Like I don't even care who's playing. I always have to have some sort of play. Cause I mean it just makes the game way better. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's go ahead and throw Caruso into love it or load it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So before we get into love it or loathe it, um, I just wanted to to cover this a little bit because it's a, a pretty major, you know, pretty major deal going on in global sports. Uh, if, you, if you don't know, Euro 2020 is going on right now. Uh, today, like literally a few hours before we started recording, the group stage wrapped up this afternoon with a crazy few games. Hungary tied Germany. Germany scored like a last minute goal to tie it up and save their season or not season. You know what I mean? Save their tournament. Mm -hmm. Uh, And overall today alone was a goal scoring record for euros. I forgot exactly how many it was, but they were going off anyway, though. Now that the group stage is done, I have a few. um, What's what's the term I'm looking for? Revelations per se about how everything panned out. So have you watched any of the games, Elijah? um no okay fair enough like five minutes of one fair enough hey that's i'm proud of you for that Uh um (laughs) so what i've come to realize is spain fucking sucks spain is nowhere good nowhere as good as they should be when you look at their roster on paper they should be one of the best teams in the world they're just not coming together they had two draws against oh fuck i forgot who it was i think it was Switzerland, maybe I could be wrong. I don't even want to say it, but they had two draws in the group stage. It was pretty bad. Uh, and then also Hungary of all teams, Hungary was in the hardest group with France, Germany, Portugal, and Hungary. So obviously Hungary is going to get fucked. They tied France and Germany, like two of the top 10 teams in the world. So it's like, I, they didn't qualify for the next round, but it was very surprising. Uh, and then, so looking forward to, uh, round one there's a few huge matchups like honestly these matchups should be semifinal games quarterfinal games you know we have england and germany in the first round that's going to be a good game belgium and portugal the number one team in the world against fucking cristiano ronaldo who's basically the entire portugal team mm-hmm. and then croatia versus spain which i think that's going to be a good one because like i said spain is underperforming and croatia has been overperforming ever since you know they were World Cup runner-ups. Um, and then, 
You have any comments? Well, at this point, it's going to be uh, there's going to be no draws. It's going to be straight up winners from this point, right? Correct. Yeah, there's oh, cool. no no more draws. Watching. It'll be over extra time, two halves of extra time, and then penalty kicks for you. I for swear to game. God, I think I think that the fact that you can tie a soccer game is like half the reason why I don't watch it consistently. <laughs> Dude, draw, but that's part of betting, it though. Especially betting, because like I think I I had a bet on like some EPL game, and it was a. I watched the entire fucking two-hour match and then zero zero. Hey, like, <laughs> but sometimes a zero zero game, those sometimes those are the best games. Don't if you really that. no 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 don't I don't I hate that. hearing when people say oh soccer's boring because they never score, bro. The buildup is half of the excitement. Like the yeah, chances I mean, like, that they create, the passes into the middle of the box, the the balls that hit the crossbar. That's half the excitement right there. I agree with you, but don't give me that that whole um, oh that game was exciting even though the entire point of the entire game didn't happen. Bro, no, it oh, it can it can be the entire point of the game is a score game. goal, and if they don't do that in a game, I'm gonna say that's bullshit. That's so. Would I rather watch a two to two tie than a zero to zero tie? Yes, of course I would. But sometimes in zero zero ties, you're like, holy shit. This defense played phenomenally, or something. It's just like fascinating to watch them play. I don't know, and maybe maybe that's because soccer. Yeah, I was just about to say maybe it's because I've been watching soccer more. But like, you have to notice the the small little tactical things that that go on with the formations and like the you know the off ball stuff and all that kind of thing too. But I I don't know that that's a whole another conversation. Sometimes zero zero games are are fun. As much as they suck, they're fun. But like you said, sports betting wise, though, um, draws suck. Yes, draws fuck up everything for sports yeah, bets. And what psychopath bets draws? Hey, rarely, very rarely do uh, I. Yeah. But I will hit? say, yeah, every now and then. But usually when I do a draw, it doesn't hit. No. Um, I will say though, my favorite part about sports, like soccer sports betting, is the spreads. Because there will be a time where, like, for example, I had Austria against Ukraine the other day. I took Austria PK, which is the same thing as football or basketball. It's like a pick em. It means they're projected to tie. So if I bet on Austria PK and the game ends in a draw, my bet cancels. I don't lose anything. But if I bet on Austria PK and Austria ends up winning, I still win. It's not as juicy of odds, but it's like a huge security blanket in case there's a draw. And then also there's spreads like plus 0.5 goals, which means if a team draws or they win, they cover the spread. But then if they lose by more than half a goal, they lose. So sometimes it can draws can be in your favor. It just depends on the spread and the team, all bunch of variables. Hmm. Okay. And then last but not least thing I wanted to cover was, did you see, um, I'm sure you heard of Christian Erickson, uh, his yes. health scare, he collapsed yeah. on the field and everything. So yeah. Denmark, they lost that game to Finland. And then their next game was Belgium, number one team in the world. They lost two to one. But somehow, some way, going into their last, like their third and final group stage game, they had a chance. They ha- The only way they would qualify for the round of 16 is if they won by two goals and Finland lost to Belgium. Finland lost to Belgium. Denmark fucking shat on, uh, shit, who was it? Was it Russia? Russia, yeah. Denmark shot on Russia. That was, a, that was the five minutes of the game I watched. 
Hey, yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. game was electric, though, dude. I the didn't see it. half. I think I had it like on for like I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to it. It was it was a good game, but yeah, Denmark went off. It was seeing the Danish fans though like erupt during those goals was one of the most. It gave me chills, bro, because like you know I, the whole world was rooting for Denmark. I feel like, and if you weren't, that's kind of fucked also up. Russia, so like. Yeah, it's Russia. That's one Pretty thing. Pretty easy and to root against. Yeah, and everybody wanted Ericsson, you know, to have his team in the next round because I, I doubt Ericsson, of course, isn't going to continue playing. But it was just cool. Good for good for Denmark. Cool Bro, to see. I've heard. So in high school, I dated um, a foreign exchange girl from Norway, and she mm-hmm. told me that um, Europeans, like the rest of Europe, like fucking hates Russia. Like, they think that they're, like, obnoxious, like, they're super rude, and, like, they're always drunk and, like, always, like, starting fights, and, like, everyone, like, fucking hates them. Like, I remember... That's funny. There was another girl that was, like, Ukrainian, so, like, right next to Russia, and she ended up, like, having to go back home, and I was, like, talking to her about it at the time, and she was, like, yeah, I didn't like that girl. I was, like, why? I was, like, she was Russian. I was, like, she was Ukrainian. She was, like, close enough. Uh, (laughs) I did not know that was a thing. They fucking, like... The rest of like Europe and like, Scandinavia and like West Europe, like they fucking can't stand them. Apparently, that's I, so, I didn't know that was a thing. I could see I, it. I guess I don't know. The only thing I know about Russia really is Putin and all those all that shit. <laughs> no that's thanks. It. Yeah, no thanks. I'm good. All right. I love, love, love that. It. I love, yeah, love that. It. All right. Do you wanna do you wanna add go first or go second on this? Um, I will, you can ask me first. All right, bet. So for those of you that don't know, this is how we end every episode. It's a segment called Love It or Loathe It. We're going to go through rapid fire sports topics. If we love it, we're going to stop, talk about it for a little bit. If we loathe it, we're just going to say it and move on. That's that. So, all right. You said you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. All right, bet. So Oakland, or not Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib comes out as gay. He's now the first openly gay active NFL player. Yeah, I love this. I mean, how could you not? Um, I love the way that he like he did the video too. Like, it was just so nonchalant. He's like, "Yeah, this is who I am. Like, no big deal." He didn't like try to like capitalize off it or something. Like, he was just doing it because he felt like he had to. Because like like he said in the video, like representation. He said he said he felt representation was important. And like this is probably the most I've respected any of these like coming out um instances, you know, more like and I was thinking about it like wow, like how much the world has changed um since like was it John Collins, the guy that or who's the guy who came out in the NBA as gay? Um I'm not sure. You may be right. He wasn't, he wasn't very good, but I think it was, it was Colin, something Collins. But I remember when he did it, he had to sit down with like, um, like good morning America or some shit and like made it like a big media tour and all that. And everyone was like freaking out. But now like a guy can just like say it on Instagram and be like, Hey, like this is who I am. And everyone's like, yeah, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And not it be like, you know, some spectacle or something. I don't know. It, it just made me like, it's like it's like finally like a good story like nothing to nothing to call bullshit on you know what I mean so yeah also too I think that we should as I've been like a fan of this guy for a long time because he was on Hard Knocks um, and like every time I see him on TV I'm like fuck yeah that's a guy from Hard Knocks he was on the Cleveland Browns he got drafted by the Browns and he was on the Cleveland Browns Hard Knocks year and he's hilarious 
He's okay, so yeah, cool. honestly, I hadn't even heard of him until all this happened. Nah, dude, he was the dude that remember the he did like a, a financial advisor clip of him like being in a financial advisor to like Miles Garrett, and it's so oh, funny because no. he's saying like fuck every other word and he's like explaining shit and he's like, yeah, bro, you just save money, put it in a savings account, all of a sudden like compound interest, bro, you'll turn into a fucking billionaire, <laughs> and like, and then like he had another one about aliens, he's like how can you not think aliens are real, bro, and like went on like a rant and then like he had like instagram rant i don't know he's hilarious on that hard knocks if like and that was the last good hard knocks too is that cleveland browns one so i haven't watched hard knocks in a while that was cool i thought that was cool all righty then we got reigning home run derby champion pete alonzo returns this year um loathe it uh home run derby uh will ruin your swing so it's not even like Interesting. Those, those. Well, that's what Aaron Judge says, but I don't um, know. It seems weird to me. I never. I haven't watched the Home Run Derby since I was like eight. So, yeah, I haven't. I haven't watched any of the MLB All Star <laughs> shit since I was like eight. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then we got Skip Bayless puts LeBron and AD on blast by outing them following Russell Westbrook's wife on Twitter. Yeah, I love this. Uh, Skip Bayless just um, ceases to amaze. Uh, I used to like him. I definitely turned on him when he said Dak was a pussy for saying that he had suicidal thoughts. Oh, so I remember that too, bro. Yeah. Fuck that. So I, <laughs> this is just another example of Skip Bayless just being shitty for no reason. Um, yeah. I don't know how he found out that LeBron and AD both follow Russell Westbrook's wife or what he was even trying to say by that. Uh, but it's he's dumb. So Yeah, like LeBron has a wife and kids. Like what is... What is he trying to start? I don't – that was stupid. Yeah. All right. And then, actually, let's – I'll add this one to yours. Last but not least, as, since we're talking about LeBron, talking about the Lakers, Alex Caruso was charged over the weekend with a possession of marijuana charge in College Station. He was leaving the airport, and they found a grinder in his backpack. Yeah, I love it. Um, Caruso just got like 10 times cooler in NBA fans' eyes. And it's just the yeah. best. Like he just got his street cred went from like right here for being like a balding white dude, accountant looking ass dude to like a guy who smokes weed just being so much more cooler. In yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He's, I feel like NBA fans have always loved him, but now you're right. He got That's like even that more. street cred. Yeah. yeah. I saw I saw somebody's uh, Instagram snapchat story to say like posted a screenshot of the article and said hashtag let caruso burn <laughs> <laughs> so, even burn bro yeah so yeah love it that's funny all right yeah wait update though um before we transition trey young currently has 44 points it's fucking oh absurd God. 112 111 hawks jeez Oh my god, the Hawks are winning 114-111. Damn it, I had the under. Fuck. You dumbass. Well, I also had Hawks plus eight, so. Alright. Sons and Four Guy has full-on merchandise and action figure and is even on Cameo now. I love this. Uh, so for those that don't know, the Phoenix Suns, uh, you know, they had a, a, f- a fight, a fiasco during the Nuggets series in the stands. In the, vi- the video went viral of this guy absolutely beating a Nuggets fan's ass and then, you know, chanting, Suns and four, Suns and four. So after that video, Devin Booker contacted the guy, got him a signed jersey, got him free tickets to the conference finals, 
you know, pardon my take, contacted him. They had him on a podcast episode. Uh, he's literally, he's just taken this and ran away with it. This is, we talk about how do some people become famous. This is how people become famous. They, they're smart with it. This guy's doing everything he can to ride the wave while it lasts. He has action figures, t-shirts, everything, because everybody loves him right now. And it seems like, you know, the Knicks have Spike Lee. Uh, I'm trying to think of other, like, you know, iconic sports fans. Toronto has Drake. Now the Phoenix Suns have Suns and Four guy. He's their guy. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. He's the face um, of the franchise. So, all right. uh, Max Scherzer gets big mad at being checked for banned substances. I love this one, too. Um, this was it was just hilarious. His reaction, the, the, the foreign substance checks went into play on Monday. Uh, and there's already been clips, multiple checks per game. Everybody's getting annoyed, but Max Scherzer just absolutely wasn't having it with the umps. It was a pretty funny clip. If you haven't seen it, I recommend yeah. looking it up. He had a full on BF. That was, it was really funny. Yeah. Um, John Rom wins the U S open two weeks after getting kicked out of a tournament for having COVID. I love it. That's something stroke lead with. I love it. You know, Father's Day win. You know, I don't. I don't really have much to say about it, but I like John Ram. He, he's he's really good. He didn't. Where where did he finish in the Masters? Um, not really. No, I was about to say because I didn't really nope. hear about him in the Masters, really. So yeah, good good little bounce back for him because he he's definitely one of the better golfers in the in the game right now. So well, yeah, I love that. now he's after that win, he's now number one. On the tour, so is he really ranked yep. number one? He took over Dustin Johnson. Yeah, wow. Dustin, well, Dustin Johnson's been shitting the bed. Oh my god. Yeah, he went from the top of the world to nothing. Yep. Uh, RG three is mad horny, but for his wife. Okay. Yeah, I already know what you're talking about. You you explain the video. You explain it. Okay. So there's a there's a video that RG three posted on Twitter. It's trending right now, or it was right before we started the show of uh rg3 posting a video of his wife doing squats and while he's like the top corner of is him like going like that implying that he's like checking out her ass and just pretty much gassing up his wife about how he's hot about how she's hot and then also too i guess he's getting hate for having a white wife but then he posted a, a gif of like john snow you know fighting like the the horseman yeah. you know and it said uh it isn't anti-black to love outside of your race and i was like uh, okay that was that, weird having that with that gif but um i approve of this message i yeah, <laughs> I, I i agree but i don't know if i agree with your delivery here <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say i loathe it um just because it's fucking weird yeah <laughs> but yeah that's that okay. all right Next, um, I'm trying to think. Do we have anything planned big for next week? Because next week is going to be like NBA Finals and everything coming up. Or no, this series won't be done yet. It won't be done yet. So we'll still be in the thick of conference finals. Um, Into the thick of it. Ugh. Um, I think. Do training camps start yet? Training camps I, start till mid July, I think. Maybe. Yeah, like usually in July. Yeah, we could so, we could maybe have uh, Alex on again next week. Talk about hockey. Stanley we Cup. Do hockey. Yeah, Some that, hockey honestly, hockey there. playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs have been fire. I've been watching a few games. I'm surprised yeah. Vegas Vegas might get knocked out. 
Who are they playing right now? Montreal, the Canadians. Oh, the Canadians. Canada. Whatever. Which usually Canadian teams suck in the playoffs. Yeah, they've, it's been like a, a super long time since they've won something. It's like yeah. the only thing I know about hockey right now. <laughs> um, no, I feel. Huh. Let's see here. Um, trying to think. I don't know. It's summer, so it's like slow. Yeah, it's it's a slow slow time in sports. So we'll we'll think of something. I mean, last week we did a, a little weird episode with fantasy football and everything. So maybe yeah. we'll do something like that. MLB trade deadline is approaching, but that's not till mid July. So yeah, that's why the only thing that MLB happening right now is the freaking spider attack shit. But we, I'm just kind of tired of talking to you about it to be honest. Yeah, that is literally the only thing really happening, and the Shohei versus Vladdy race. That's it. Yeah. Because I mean, show it. There's, oh, dude, there's so, and Jacob Degrom just going off. But I mean, there's only so much you can say about it. Yeah, because Degrom is just—he's a cyborg, right? Yeah, now, we bro. can only suck him off so much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Uh, thanks for those that watched live. Uh, we this is our first time doing it live on TikTok, so I don't really know how that went yet. Um, so I guess I'll check the analytics, see how everything went there. Oh, and final score: the Hawks just beat the Bucks. 116 to 113. God, seven, just, baby. They just keep doing it. Hawks in seven, bro. I'm they can't keep you. getting away with this. <laughs> they can't. Who lets them do this? Oh my God. Okay. Uh, All right, then. All right. Well, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll see you guys same time, same place next week. Peace. See ya.